funny that Vince McMahon has say in UFC now. What do you mean? Here we go. <laughs> so, it, it, I guess it originated as memes, or at least this was my way of finding out about it. However, in the weirdest turn of events, Vince McMahon actually has control within the UFC world now. He's not the sale or he's not the end all be all within WWE anymore, but now not only does he have enough stroke in WWE, he can also just say fuck it. Let's do some weird shit with UFC. Like, instead of doing the, like, octagon that they fight in, hell, let's just put this shit inside of Hell in a Cell. You know, we're feeling spooky this month. Let's do it. I'm kind of interested in UFC inside of Hell in a Cell, though, just to be fair. Like, I think that that's such a good idea. Like, I don't know if it's just the wrestling fan in me, but let's mix it up. Let's do some wild shit. I mean, they're already basically using lethal weapons to hit and or try to knock each other out. But shit, I don't see why we couldn't throw a couple chairs in there, too. You know what I mean? A couple chair shots can't make it much worse, bro, right? Well, so we've seen in the Could past, it be less safe if they put chairs in it? I don't know. We have definitely seen in the past WWE attempt to try and emulate what, you know, UFC does. And I really just think it would be hilarious if this was the way we brought back Brawl for All. You know, just say fuck it. Throw in a couple actual UFC fighters within uh, like a match with like Ricochet or something like that. And just have them like go do a shoot fight, right? Just fuck it. Why is Ricochet the person you choose? Of all the wrestlers, why is Ricochet the one? Like, he's the one that you're like, you know what? Tough guys, tough guys, tough guys. Ricochet. Like, it wasn't like Braun Strowman or like some huge giant behemoth. It's just Ricochet. And I'm not saying nothing against Ricochet. Holy shit, that Lucha Underground shit was amazing. But like, that's a wild just jump to person to just choose out of the blue to just go into a shoot fight. It's like, hmm, da, 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 Ricochet. What? <laughs> he ain't doing enough for you, bro. You got to throw him into the real fight game. So get get me on this, right? It would be easy to be like, yeah, let's see John Jones versus Gunther. That would probably be interesting. Not to, uh, like I'm take a shit in. On that. You motherfucker, shut up and take my money. <laughs> I'm fucking in. It dude. would be fun, man. It would. Yo, but I think it would be even better to have like a high flyer versus a UFC fighter, right? Because that would just be such a styles clash. And I want to see if we could get something good out of it. Ricochet is my guy for that. You're try it sounds like you're trying to recreate Never Back Down here with a dude that does like the flips and stuff that gets like immediately knocked out by whatever the guy bad guy's name is. You know what I'm talking about? Where he does like the flips and shit. And he's just like wow and he's just like boom dead. You're trying to I'm, do that to Ricochet. Actually, Ricochet doesn't fucking deserve that. I'm clueless to what <laughs> you you're know what talking, I'm talking about because I've never watched. No, I haven't watched Never Back Down. <laughs> Ever? No. What? Why? Why would I watch? Why would I? Why wouldn't you watch it, dude? It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Evan Peters That's got his start in it, dude. Evan Peters got his start in it, dude. You've never seen Jake Tyler and Never Back Down? No way, dude. Why? Don't you like it? You, dude, what the fuck? Are you kidding me, dude? It has nothing to do with wrestling, but I implore you to please watch that and tell me what you think next week on the podcast. Please, dude, it's so fucking good. Dude, whoa, that is an absolute mind melter. 
No, blood and bones, not the same, man. Blood and bones, like prison fighting, dude. This is like back alley beginning of um beginning of MMA fighting in the street, training in gyms. Oh my god, dude! I'm so amped, dude. I want to go watch Never Back Down and see Jake Tyler tear some fucking people up. Hell yeah! Never Back Down, top five fighting movie of all time. I'll go ahead and say it. Who's Fuck Jake it. Tyler, the main character in Never Back Down. Isn't that like Channing Tatum or something? That- no, it's not. It's just a handsome guy that kind of looks like Channing Tatum. It's not. Channing Tatum was doing those dance movies at that time. Step Up. Oh, then- hell yeah. I'd much rather watch that. You piece of shit, dude. You'd rather watch Step Up than one of the greatest films ever made? Holy what? man, dude. I wish there was a wrestler in it so I could make you listen to me review it on this podcast. It is literally a perfect movie. Actually, I think the problem that exists was I got Step Up and Step Up to the Streets or whatever that franchise was mixed. <laughs> I've never watched. I've never back down. So in like my head, they're the exact same movie. You son of a bitch, dude! Do you not like Evan Peters? Is this an Evan Peters thing? Because I no, kind of feel like you'd be the type to really dislike Evan Peters. No. All right. Well, yeah, you're gonna be watching that. Good. Listen next week. Next week, guys, he's going to give you a review, one through five, on uh, Never Back Down. It's not wrestling related, but eat our shorts, because if he hasn't seen it, it's time to fucking see it. I don't know if I can carve out the time in my busy, busy schedule to Oh, you can. Movie, I'll though. buy you the fucking DVD and mail it to your fucking house and open your eyes clockwork orange style and force you to watch it, Will. Don't make me play this game. I'll tie you to a chair and force you to watch Never Back Down. This is what one of those life-changing movies. The end for me. Oh, you don't what need to see the end. That's the best part about shitty fighting movies is you know the good guy's going to win. The good guy never loses. It's just like wrestling. You love to play this game where you'll look at a card before you watch it. And this is a you thing. This is not an everybody thing. Where you'll look at a card and you'll be like, why do I need to watch that? John Moxley's totally going to win. You know what I mean? And it's just like, fuck off, dude. Like, it's not always the case. John Moxley doesn't always win. He just wins 90% of the time at an annoying rate. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you, how many times have I been wrong? I mean, not a lot. But at the same time, that's really no way to fucking watch wrestling. Like, it blows my mind because I'm watching for, like, storylines and, like, I love one-liners. Like, that's my favorite thing about wrestling is I love a good smack-in-the-face one-liner, which is conveniently why I like Samoa Joe so much. But it's just one of those things where I that's one of the things that made me fall in love with wrestling is a really good one-liner that I can sink my teeth into and quote and think about. It's, like, honestly why I like a lot of the comedy movies I do as well because it's quotable lines that I can use in real life, like a random Will Ferrell movie from 2006 like i just love that shit that's my favorite part about wrestling is when two great people on microphones go at each other and just trade lines and you get one after another sock in the mouth lines just doesn't get any fucking better not that never back down has a bunch of those but there's a couple bro quotable lines from never back down which you're going to review next week on the podcast everybody is so excited well how abysmal is it trying to hit one-liner references to people that are never going to understand said one-liner references? So you just have to really hope you get some person who's way too deep into the Matrix who actually gets your references. Also, how the fuck did we get to never back down from the idea that Vince McMahon controls UFC? Like, we oh, started I, it's... one place and gotten so far away from that original concept, it's not even funny. 
It's the Taylor effect, bro. It's what I'm calling it. It's the Taylor effect. It's when I just take you talking about something that I don't want to talk about because I'm nervous about it and I feel like we're off base a little bit and we're going to get some flack. And I just turn it into a conversation about George of the Jungle. You are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team podcast there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast, award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, and I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the hills of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. So I kind of got a weird thing to talk about, and I don't know if I'm the asshole here or if this is just uh, everybody does this thing and I think I'm special and I'm really not, but... I went to an AEW live event the other day, and Will went to an NXT one the week after I did. So we kind of—I wanted to kind of compare and contrast and see where what it feels like from both sides. But I have like a propensity to root for my favorite wrestlers, like, and most of my favorite wrestlers are heels. So in this AEW live show, you have a very pro Jericho crowd and a very pro Darby Allen crowd and a very pro John Moxley crowd, and I don't like any of them. And I don't know how to be quiet. Like, I can't just be a faker and just, like, sing Jericho's song and wave my hands and pretend like I like him. And I can't root for John Moxley because he I despise him as a wrestler. Like, it's not a thing of work ethic. Like, he's a great wrestler, but, like, I just despise him as a wrestler. Like, I don't like the way he wrestles. So, like, it feels like it's, like, phony if I'm, like, out there like, John Moxley, ooh, you know what I mean, with the rest of these fucking simpletons. I can't fucking do that. So I'm going to have to fucking root for Orange Cassidy, and I'm going to have to root for 2.0 over Jericho and Sammy Guevara because I like them much better. And I'd hate to be this guy as much as I love MJF, but I'm going to have to root for Samoa Joe. You know what I mean? Like, it's listen, I've waited my whole life to see Samoa Joe live. I'm not rooting for MJF. Like, I like the guy a lot. Don't get me wrong. One of the best heels in the business right now. But my question, I guess, to get Will in this is, am I the asshole for being true to myself? Or is this a thing that everybody does? Like, when you go to a WWE NXT show or whatever show you've seen live and your favorite wrestler is a heel, are you the dick if you root for your favorite wrestler? Well, this is going to be kind of weird. When we would go to wrestling shows together, I was a little bit different. I was able to kind of get more into it, and I'd root for whoever the fuck I wanted to. I really didn't care who was the good guy, who was the bad guy. Like, uh, Brenton and Jigs, or whatever their name is, I'd never care to actually pronounce it right or get it right. For Jensen and Briggs. Uh, but those two dumbasses, right? Like, I would be on the edge of my seat just to let them know how much I hate them. Like, I really want to be the guy who gets those pauses in the building. Like, let's talk about NXT specifically, right? It's a lot harder to do it in an arena show, but when you're in NXT, you can really, like, wait for the timing, right, to where everyone gets quiet for just a second, so you're loud enough to where the entire arena fucking hits you, especially the people in the ring. And, like, you know... 
they know what you're saying. Like, I've gotten death stared inside of the NXT arena. You've seen it personally, Taylor. But what was weird well, we've, we've, when I went we've to- been there together and gotten death stares from, like, Electra Lopez and stuff like that when we're rooting for, like, somebody like Soraya or Wendy Chu. I don't remember who it was a couple years ago when we went. But, like, again, I've always done this. This is not a new thing. I guess my question comes more or less to, like, your NXT experience in the main event. Because nobody's... I don't know a bunch of people that are rooting for Jensen and Briggs. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's their name even. I might have named them the wrong thing. So if I did, sorry, fellas, I don't really, you know what I mean. But my guess, my question comes more or less like when it comes to like Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch being this mega superstar that's on NXT. And I know me and you are kind of been really, really high on Tiffany Stratton. Is this a thing where when you root for Tiffany Stratton, people are weird around you or do you feel a certain way because she's so fucking over? Like, Becky is just like, Especially in that room with NXT fans who are, you know, it's not as many. Like you said, it's a much smaller room. So the capacity of having a superstar in that fucking room has to feel different. Because when I went, it was all like the NXT 2.0 people and they're kind of young and new. And there's not a lot of these megastars. Like to me, Becky Lynch is a megastar. And you just basically watch like one of the greatest women's wrestlers to ever live in a small room. Well, and I will say, I've seen some pretty cool moments in the NXT arena, and I've seen some really big pops, but there, I've never seen a pop like that in that room. Holy shit. Yeah. Not a person worth sitting down for Becky Lynch. And it's well-deserved. She's done it all and then some. And I get it that that was a must-see moment. People, like you... There's typically an atmosphere within NXT, and it was still there. Like, when the lights went off, you heard a lot of LA Knight and a lot of the regulars with their chants and stuff, like, rooting on the fucking vacuum crew, this, that, and the other. But when Becky actually showed up and her music hit, there was just, like, a a complete difference. And I didn't even expect the crowd to be that loud, but it was almost as if you were in a WrestleMania-type room. Right? Did it did it uh, suck you in though? Is that feel. does it make you become a Becky fan? Like I said, when it comes to like Moxley and stuff, I don't like him. So I guess Becky's not someone you dislike. So it's but it, when it, when it comes like a pop like that, does it like suck you in? Does it make you feel like you want to be part of the group because it's such a moment to have Becky Lynch in this tiny little full sail arena or wherever it's at? It's it's hard to explain, right? It's it's not necessarily like I'm rooting for Becky. It's just something outer worldly to be a part of, and I, not everyone's going to be able to understand what I mean. But uh, th- there have been instances, right, where like MJF showed up to the place where he trained, right, and that crowd got a special feeling. But like me and you liking metal, I know there have been situations where we've gone to small local shows, or you know, you're even at like a a fest or something like that, and you go to the after party, right, and this huge <coughs> fucking band that's not supposed to be there, this that or the other. show up right and then they play a secret set and it just overtakes you right you're like i'm not supposed to be here like this should not be happening right now yet i am here and it just it does take you in like don't get me wrong i didn't switch character and start rooting for becky this that and the other but i was up and i i was clapping you know what i mean because i could appreciate the moment that i was living in right then and there 
It's not like when you go to AEW or even a big fucking WWE show. Like, when you go to a Monday Night Raw show or a SmackDown or even, like, the premium live event of the month, you know what you're expecting. You're gonna see everybody and then some. Like, yeah, you may not always see your John Cena's or your Rock's. Right, but you're gonna see the big names unless they're injured, and then that's that is still a tempered expectation. And even though I knew Becky was gonna be there, it was almost like when you actually got there in the moment, it's like you forgot, and it was like another surprise because it really did feel different than it ever has within the NXT arena. I need to say this though. I didn't cheer for anyone. I don't know if it was the fact that I had woken up so early that day, worked all day, then drove all the way to Orlando. It's like a two and a half hour ride. And then me and my boss were kind of hooligans throughout the day anyway. Or if it was the fact that I ate a bunch of edibles before walking into NXT. But I was straight up a serial <laughs> killer within those stands, right? I'm sitting there, dead expression, not making a fucking sound, just staring at it, taking it all in. Because I've said it before on the podcast, like NXT is probably the coolest wrestling show to go to just because there's so much more there if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, if you go to a big live show, AWWW, it doesn't matter. Even Impact, you're going to see nuances that you don't get on TV. You're going to go behind the curtain a little bit, right? And with NXT, that curtain is completely pulled the fuck back. You are literally seeing a live television show being produced. And it's, yes, there's wrestling and there's some exceptional wrestling at that. But at the end of the day, it really is just a television show. And that it, there is right in the forefront of the presentation of NXT. You see producers going around back and forth, hitting the cues, making sure the crowd is getting involved. Hell, there was even segments um, with the homeboy dressed up as the kangaroo. I was sitting right next to him on his left hand no, side. Duh. That's me on the other side. Right? Yeah. And so, like, when he came in over there, they had that whole set set up the entire night. They had just, like, had a black curtain in front of it. And then, so, when they brought him and all of his uh, entourage up, they would, like, have security basically walk him in. And then they would have security walk him back out. And then they walked him back in and walked him back out because they did two separate segments. And so... That's just like a small, small like glimpse into it. But you see the timekeepers area. You see all of the like photographers like making sure that they're uh, getting all of the f or pictures for WWE.com in this. And then you see that they have like three or four different cameras depending on what kind of pictures they're trying to take of said performance. Like there's so much. And I could probably rant about this for like another 30 to 40 <laughs> minutes because really if you want to see me be a nerd about like television and production stuff like i know you're a super movie bro, guy but like bro, for me like I, the whole creation of it you've seen it my favorite part of this though is like you went from like this conversation was about pop and you gave the most elegant answer and comparing it to like local metal bands and that secret set thing you did is fucking beautiful. And I had such a compliment ready for you to give to you. I, like I put it on a silver platter. I dressed it up all nice. I was going to tell you how beautiful of a sentiment and a painting you just painted with your words. And then you were like, 
But actually, to be honest, I was too fucking high to watch any wrestling. So I just watched the producers and the cameramen and just watched how they make the show. Like, you got no, so no, no, high, no. you went Mr. Rogers on it. No, you went Mr. Rogers on it. Like, you were like, okay, let me see how they make a guitar. Like, I don't want to play a guitar. I'd like to go to the guitar factory and just watch how they make these fucking guitars. Like, you were like, okay, I'm at a wrestling show, but I'm fucking high. So let me just watch them produce this motherfucker. Because someday... I, if I need to know this shit, I got it on lock, bro. That's how high you were. Like, you went in, you're like, all right, wrestling, wrestling, producing. Hey, 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 hey. For the record, <laughs> I watched a lot of wrestling. So much wrestling that I noticed that NXT has way too many high spots. Like, we don't have to go on the turnbuckles every like five six times a match right like you would see the same spots over and over again and i'm going to take a shot at Shawn michaels man you need to have better production meetings and explain hey if we're going to do the spot in the ring let's make sure nobody else fucking does it all night because <laughs> you mother notice fucker dude nobody else is noticing this it's an alternative brand of wrestling and they have plenty of wrestlers that don't use high spots you just happen to get in this little like a uh, tournament thing they're doing, and every wrestler in this tournament thing is a high spot wrestler. They're all like that. So that's just what you, the episode you got. But that's not an NXT staple, man. That's not fair to them. You got high, and then you blame the wrestlers for jumping off the turnbuckles. Boo on you and your no funisms. Oh, 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 no, no, no. You can't tell me I'm not fun because I had such a great time. <laughs> I think you're just jealous. Fuck you. I am and just you know jealous. What? I, I want to eat edibles and enjoy wrestling. I just want to eat edibles and enjoy wrestling. That's all I want for my life is just to be a giant... Uh, a giant wrestling weed head and just get high and watch the most beautiful uh, moonsault in the world from Tiffany Stratton. It's all I fucking want, bro. Now a word from our sponsors. Whether you're new in town or been here for a while, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to show us some love. From liking and subscribing on YouTube to leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, anything and everything helps. You can also interact with us on Facebook and YouTube's community tab. We want your feedback for future episodes. Just search for Jay Rasson on your favorite platform and let us know your thoughts. Last but not least, we have merch for sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.